Welcome to the God's Peculiar People podcast, where we learn about the lives and characteristics of God's people. Over the past year, I didn't realize it had been a year. I thought it was only for 2023, but it does go back to like October of last year. But we talked a lot about D.L. Moody. Um, we talked about his preaching, his experience during the Chicago fire, and then this summer we, we did spend 14 weeks reading the biography of the life of D.L. Moody by his son William Moody. That has taken me, um, oh, how long did that take me to read? I think... It took me about six months to read the entire thing, which was exciting. No, maybe only five. I got a, I started in January. I finished it all up in May, I think it was. Um, but now we're still we're listening to it into August, so it was pretty exciting to be able to do that. But anyhow, I picked up I picked that book for the summer reading biography because as I read it for myself last year, I realized that there was much we could learn from Moody in this book. And William Moody, the son, did a great job telling about his father through his own words and those of his father's friends and critics. But something jumped out to me as I read the book. There were just so many names. And if you've listened to any of the episodes, you may have noticed that I did have some trouble pronouncing all of those names. But what I realized is that Moody was on an island unto himself. He did not, from what I read, claim that his methods were the best or the only way to share the gospel. Rather, Moody gathered around him a myriad of people from all walks of life to assist in the work he was endeavoring to do. He would reach out to businessmen for money, singers for their voices and song, preachers for their knowledge gleaned from the scripture, and men able to command the notice and attention of others. Among those men Moody chose to bring close to his labors were men like Iris Sankey, Ari Torrey, Andrew Bonner, Philip Bliss, and a man that basically been forgotten about is Major Daniel Webster Whittle. Now, Whittle was born on November 22nd, 1840 in Chicopee Falls, Massachusetts. May have pronounced that wrong. Sorry to anyone from Massachusetts who knows how to pronounce that. Um, but Whittle was named for the statesman Daniel Webster, whom his father admired. Whittle was in his early 20s when the war between the states broke out, and he joined the 72nd Illinois Infantry, and he served under General O.O. Howard and was wounded at Vicksburg. Whittle would go on to receive the breveted rank of Major following his wounding, uh, and this was for leading his men on a charge when his captain was wounded. The title remained associated with his name for the rest of his life. Now, I always try to look for people's salvation or conversion stories, and this is what I learned about Whittle's. Prior to his military service, Whittle worked at the Wells Fargo as a bank teller. And he was serving one night as a night watchman at the bank when he says he made a definite commitment to Christ. Whittle said, I went into the vault, and in the dead silence of that quietest of places, I gave my life to my Heavenly Father to use as he would. And this was characteristic of Whittle. Whittle also dedicated his time to the Tabernacle Sunday School, and it was here, much like Moody, that he would meet his future wife, and this was Miss Abby Hansen. He would marry her the night before he left for war. Now, it was following his wounding at Vicksburg that he first came into contact with D.L. Moody. What follows is Major Whittle's account of his first meeting with Moody. He says, A big meeting of some kind was being held in the tabernacle, and with some help I was able to attend, although I was still weak from loss of blood and with my arm in a sling. I was called upon to speak, and as I got slowly to my feet, feeling shy and embarrassed and weak, a strong voice called out, Give him three cheers, boys! And they were given with will, for every heart was bursting with patriotism in those days, and the sight of a wounded soldier and a blue uniform stirred the blood. And how that kindly thought and that ringing cheer stirred my blood. How grateful I was to them, and the one who called out, give him three cheers, was D.L. Moody. 
And that is what his friendship meant to me from the, that moment forward. Stimulating, encouraging, appreciating, in a twinkling, the whole situation. The young soldier's embarrassment, his need for a friendly word of help, and he was, even then, the born leader. Give him three cheers, and they cheered. Following the war, Whittle was the treasurer of the Eglin Watch Company in Chicago for a few years, but soon, largely due to the influence of, you guessed it, the Moody, he gave up his business opportunity and became an evangelist. It was very difficult for me to find information about Major Whittle. I was trying to find like a biography or everything's like very vague on details and I would like to learn more about maybe his correspondence between he and Moody, like what, what did Moody say to him, so I'm hoping to find some more information about that in the future. We might come back and do a second part on this, uh, but today is just kind of a brief overview of Whittle's life and how he kind of connected with Moody and we'll see if we can get some more details in the future as I find more materials. Like Moody, Whittle needed a singer to help with the services, and he worked for a time with Philip Bliss. Later, he worked with James McGranahan, and still later, Mr. Geo O. Stebbins. Whittle's military service and the story that he recounted to Philip Bliss about Sherman's communication with federal forces at Altoona Pass were the basis for the song Philip Bliss wrote called Hold of the Fort. Whittle would go on to write Philip Bliss's biography following the songwriter's early death. He kind of inspired the song Hold the Fort and he also wrote Philip Bliss's biography which is a very good book if you haven't had a chance to read it. Many of the songs Whittle wrote, because he, he, he was an evangelist, he was a former military person, and he was a hymn writer, which is pretty cool. Most of his songs, though, were set to music by McGranahan and some by Stebbins, and he would write over 200 hymn lyrics during his lifetime. I never knew this. Uh, of his hymns, Whittle wrote, I hope that I'll never write a hymn that does not contain a message. There are too many hymns that are just a meaningless jingle of words. Do a good hymn must be founded on God's word and carry the message of God's love. We see this today even more so. Many songs are just repetitive. It's like you know, repeating the same lyrics over and over and over again. And occasionally with some songs that's okay. But it is nice to have a song that's filled with meaning. Uh, that requires us as singers to pay attention to that meaning. But it is nice to have a song that contains meaning and contains a really good godly message. Most of Whittle's hymns were published under the pseudonym L. Nathan, um, and I could not find out why he wrote under pseudonym to start with, or when it changed exactly, but uh, I'll give you a list here of some of the 200 hymns that he wrote, and they include All for Jesus, All We Like Sheep, At the Day Ye Shall Know, Be Near Me, O My Savior, Believe and Keep on Believing, Believe on the Lord, Beloved, Now Are We the Sons of God, Christ Alone is Savior, Christ Hath Redeemed Us, Glory to God the Father, Moment by Moment, Soldiers of the King, The Banner of the Cross, The Crowning Day, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings, When Jesus Comes Again. There's there's a whole list um, from about 1884 through, I guess 1882 to about 1896 seems to be kind of the, the span in which he wrote most of his songs by looking at the dates that I have here. So, a good 10-year stretch in which he wrote quite a few hymns. Now, let me read um, one of his hymns that you'd be familiar with, and that would be the hymn, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings. There shall be showers of blessings. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessings. Showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessings. Precious reviving again, over the hills and the valleys, sound of abundance of rain. There shall be showers of blessing. Send them upon us, O Lord. Grant to us now a refreshing, 
Come, and now honor thy word. There shall be showers of blessings. Oh, that today they might fall. Now is to God we're confessing. Now is on Jesus we call. There shall be showers of blessings, if we but trust and obey. There shall be seasons refreshing, if we let God have his way. In addition to the over 200 lyrics, hymns that he wrote, he would also go on to author several books. I mentioned the memoir of Philip Bliss. He wrote that. He wrote a book called Jonathan and Other Poems, The Wonders of Prayer, Life, Warfare, and Victory, Gospel Pictures, Story Sermons, and The Sword of the Lord and How to Use It. Now, many of these are very hard to find. Um, I found them through, I think it's the Internet Archive or something like that, but I could not find them in a way that you could like read them on a Kindle or as an ebook. So many of these old resources, old materials, uh, they're still good to read. They're still interesting. They're still helpful. They help us learn about people from the past and how they worked, how they witnessed to people, so it can be very useful. So I'm going to try to create some resources where you can get a hold of that. So be on the lookout for that. Might not be until the first part of next year, but that's something we're working on, wanting to create resources that are a benefit and help to you guys as you're listening. It wasn't easy to find out much about D.W. Whittle. It was easy to find out about his hymns. There's lots of information out there about his hymns, but I could find out very little about his preaching and evangelistic endeavors. And there's also many stories about Major Whittle, but many of them are contradictory. There's not a lot of corroborating information about them. And so, for example, it's stated in one place that he, or several places actually, but I couldn't find you know, information saying it was true, that he was at one point a prisoner of war couldn't find that out exactly. Um, some places say that he lost his arm. It's hard to tell. There's pictures of him. You can't tell. Does he have an arm? Not have an arm? Um, and there's also the thought that he joined Sherman's March to the Sea. That also, one of those things I, I did not find information on. If you know the answer to that, if you can find documentation that he was, great, let me know. But here's a couple of thoughts. Um, some records, again, have it that Whittle lost his arm in battle. But according to something that we, we read, um, it says his arm was in a sling, we mentioned earlier when he met Moody. And so Whittle mentions that his arm was in a sling, and his service record for August 15th, 1863, says he was slightly wounded at Vicksburg. So it seems unlikely that he lost an arm, because it would be highly unlikely to say that a soldier was only slightly wounded if he had had an arm amputated. So I'm assuming he had both arms. But... Again, I haven't seen pictures, so I don't know for sure. Uh, if you have any further details on that, let me know. And while it seems unlikely that Whittle was a prisoner of war, Whittle's commanding officer, General Howard, he wrote a report dated December 28, 1864, on operations in Savannah, which includes this paragraph. Captain D.W. Whittle, Assistant Provost Marshal General, receives my hearty approbation for his activity in discharging the public duties of his department. For his careful record, and disposition of prisoners, and for his unremitting attention to the comfort and interest of myself and staff while acting in his capacity of Commandant of Headquarters. So we know that he took care of prisoners, he was in charge at one point of prisoners, but whether he himself was a prisoner of war, that seems like it would be more widely known if he was, but I can't find information on that. So again, there's not many works about Daniel Webster Whittle, and if you were to come across a biography or any uh, articles about him, especially old ones from like the Civil War era, um, I would love to see or hear about them, so feel free to DM me on social media, you can leave a comment on YouTube, or you can just email me through the email address that's in the episode description. Uh, I would greatly enjoy getting to know a little bit more about Major Whittle. I'm hoping to find some letters between him and Moody that kind of answer some questions that I have, and when I do, or if I do, we'll come back and we'll make 
make a second episode about this. Now, before I let you guys go, I want to tell you something very exciting. Um, your Christmas is coming, so you maybe you're looking for some gift ideas. Well, I might have one that you would find interesting. So I put together recently a small book, and it's called Adventures of Jonah. I didn't rewrite the story of Jonah. What I did is I just took the text from the Bible and I put it into, I think we have how many pages here? Like 22 pages. Divided it up into 22 pages with some cute pictures for kids and it makes it a cute little storybook that um, would be fun for a kid to have. So it's on Kindle right now. You can get it through, uh, it's actually on Amazon. I'm trying to get it on the Kindle version. Hopefully by the time this comes out, it's on Kindle. But uh, right now it's available as an a book that you can print on demand and get it so if you're interested looking for a cute gift for a kid i'll leave a link down below um you know i think books are great giving kids books are great this and you know this is a book that because it has the whole story of jonah complete text it's good for little kids but it's good for older kids too as they're reading and learning more about jonah they can read the entire story from jonah 1 verse 1 to jonah 4 verse Whatever the last verse is of Jonah, <laughs> chapter 4, because I don't recall. Uh, but I put that together, so hopefully you'll go check that out. And uh, if you do purchase it, let me know and leave a review for me. I would greatly appreciate that. I'm hoping to put out some more resources about people, about Bible characters. So working on that, hopefully 2024 we'll have a few more resources out there for you guys. Make sure you check out the Etsy store as well. We've got some downloadable items there that you can get it really quick print it yourself, and it'll be fun. So thanks for checking out those resources, and I'll talk to you guys next time on the next God's Peculiar People podcast.